everyone and welcome Ileana Stock Car Radio episode number 62, part one of our two-part season finale here of the show. Man, we've Ooh, been man going, I don't like those words. I know we've been going since March and even before the race season start, started uh, yeah. started up. So uh, we've been going a long time, so it's about time to end our season here at Ileana Stock Car Radio. Uh, part one, tonight we're going to look at some of our asphalt track champions. Tonight we've got Newly crowned late model champion at the Grundy County Speedway, Paul Schaefer Jr. with us. And also a front-wheel drive champion over at South Bend Motor Speedway, Derek Davis, joining us here in just a minute. So, Chris, welcome back to the show, man. A couple yeah, more. I, it's, you know, I, I said kind of this, this past weekend, bittersweet going to the tracks, knowing that you know it's the last time we'll be at the tracks for the foreseeable future, I guess, because, you know, with, with COVID, we're not really sure exactly how next year is going to play out fingers crossed we'll be racing in april instead of august but you know here we are doing the same thing we're about to about to call our uh, iscr season done and switch over and either do some online racing or call some online racing or or both just put dj weltmeyer in charge yeah yeah well yeah it's gonna make my life a little bit easier i ain't gotta really <laughs> i don't really have to plan anything line up and guess do no show notes i ain't gotta do nothing so yeah i'm all about that uh with that being said uh let's turn to our local racing spotlight it's what you guys came for you you came for the interviews came to hear from the stars themselves of the local short track scene our local racing spotlight section tonight presented by s4 motorsports marketing you can find s4 motorsports on facebook and instagram see how they can get your small businesses message out front with on and off track motorsports marketing and everybody watching in we encourage you uh, if you've got a question for either one of these guys uh, go ahead and pop it in the chat there and and we'll get around to it. It makes my job a lot easier because I don't have to come up with questions uh, all the time for these guys. So let's bring them in. Uh, we're going to do both at the same time. We're going to tag team these oh, guys. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's bring in Paul Schaefer Jr. and Derek Davis to the show. Welcome in, guys. Hey, it works. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. So hopefully this works out well. It's going to be kind of a cluster bomb, but, you know, that's what we do here on the show. And everybody's going to have fun. We're going to talk racing for a little while, torture you guys, and then let you guys go in a little bit. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's start off here. Obviously, we've got Paul Schaefer Jr., 2020 Grundy County Speedway late model track champion, defeated Eddie Hoffman by 59 points. And Paul's got to be pretty good to take down a local legend like Eddie Hoffman. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely pretty good over there. He has at least a couple championships. So to go over there and be able to beat him, it kind of means a lot. And uh, Derek, you're the uh, 2020 South Bend Motor Speedway front wheel drive check champion, and uh, you had to beat family to get that one. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, it's getting even. It's getting more difficult. My uh, my dad is making it. We only had a the second half of the season. He was running so much better than me, so I'm glad it ended when it did. <laughs> uh, we're kind of looking at your guys' stats. Uh, Paul Junior had. 13 top 10 feature uh, finishes in, and this is kind of crazy, in 13 total features, period. So you finish in the top 10 in every feature, uh, 11 top fives, two feature wins. Uh, not only did you finish in the top 10 in all the features, you completed every lap. How in the heck did you manage to do that at Grundy? Well, I mean, I don't do that alone. My uh, crew chief, Chris, and Dave Billings and all them guys, they, they do everything on the car and get it pretty much ready, so – for it to not have anything break or anything go wrong. I mean, we broke her in one of the weeks, but they, we had brought another one there and put it back in. So they make it happen as much as I do. Yeah. 
And Derek, looking at your stats, I mean, still uh, impressive as well. Four feature win, eight feature wins, eight top fives, nine top tens. Uh, also won the uh, South Bend Showdown for the front wheel drive, a feature. Uh, definitely a successful season for you, but uh, maybe not as successful when you compare it to last season, right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we struggled a little bit this season. On uh, we did try a lot of different things, but we really had some mechanical issues this year that set us back in a few races. But overall, I mean, it was a success. Some of the stuff we tried worked. Some of it didn't. So, and we we use everything we try on all the other cars too. So, they gained some knowledge from it. So it all worked out. Yeah. So if we look at the chat here, you got Drew uh, uh, popping in here saying you got lucky. Uh, and also uh, that you actually clean the shop. <laughs> so so uh, definitely a tough, uh, tough crowd for you tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're a pain. <laughs> uh, well, kind of talk about that for a minute. I mean, you got a lot of family racing with you. Um, kind of race for the family team. What's that like, you know, trying to chase down a championship? And is there any distractions with having so many cars in the division and so many cars racing, period? Does it kind of take your focus away from what you're doing? Um, I think a little bit, uh, but really here with uh, my son that was his rookie year we added two cars this year we're adding another one next year so it, it kind of you just kind of have to learn time management you got to learn to spread everything out a little bit more uh with them learning you know they've all, they've really jumped in and asked a lot of questions but they're also willing to jump in and help on any of the cars so it's been it's been a challenge but at the same token i mean i wouldn't have it any other way Right. What's what's it like competing against family? I mean, you know, ra- racing your dad and, and everybody else. I mean, it's got to, I don't you, you got to have a little bit of more pride when you beat them, but it got to be a little bit more competitive between you guys, right? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's really, honestly, it's the same as racing anybody else. I mean, anybody, you can ask my older brother or anything, don't let any of them have anything. I'll race them just as hard as anybody else and sometimes harder. Uh, I mean, <laughs> my, he, he, second no points the last two years he just shakes his head he's like man you just there's no give and take <laughs> it's you're putting it on week. that's right. the way I, they're gonna they're gonna beat me they're gonna have to earn it right so so in the davis family racing tree what's the hierarchy here because uh you know i'm i'm not as familiar with it and, and it seems like there's a hundred of you guys so what what's the hierarchy out there so my dad uh my dad really got started for us he uh he raced baby grands back when Carl Edwards raced baby grands. He ran with Carl Edwards a little bit and then uh, that really got pretty expensive. So he, he started racing locally. We went many stocks and I, think I finished my 17th season racing with him. So uh, I got into it next. And then my older brother kind of joined in uh, my older brothers, you know, one's going to race full-time next year. He only has about four races under his belt, but we were racing at M40 in Plymouth together for a while. And this year, my son, uh, it was his first year. He started in the Hornets before he, he got bumped up to front drives and my little brother as well. So it's that's kind of the order. The order <laughs> we're in. My, uh, my dad, though, I mean, you know, he's in his 60s and works harder than any of us. He says he's retired, but I think his full-time job is working on everybody's race cars. <laughs> that's not a bad way to be, though. It's not. He he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> now, Paul, uh, this was your first uh, full season out at Grundy, right? 
Yeah, we ran over there part-time a couple of years ago, just here and there when we weren't doing anything else. So, yeah. So, first full season, you go out, you complete all the laps, you win a track championship. Uh, we had you on a couple weeks, maybe about a month or so now, and you said you guys made the decision to run Grundy to concentrate and have more fun. Well, what's the verdict on that? Did you have a lot more fun? Yeah, yeah, at the end of it, looking back, definitely. We definitely had more fun. Middle of the season, eh, we were having less fun changing stuff and trying to make it better. So, like I say, with that and the tour races, we, we, we've had a lot of fun this year. Yeah. So, how does this uh, championship pair uh, with your Ileana Track Championship from 2013? Maybe how do they compare and, and kind of do you put them both right up there at kind of the top on your racing resumes? Yeah, definitely on the top of the racing resumes. The Grundy one might be a little bit higher just because we got to beat Eddie Hoffman, and, you know, he's he's one of the best. Right. Uh, let's look at the uh, comments here. Paul, this one's for you. Uh, you racing the uh, National Sword Track Championships at Rockford this weekend. No, no, I'd like to, but uh, last three times we've been there, I think, we had to put a stub on the car, just got tore up, and sometimes my fault, sometimes not so much. Right. So what is your plans for the rest of the year yet? Uh, we're going to hit Oktoberfest up at uh, La Crosse, and we'll run Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And then after that, I think just the Snowball Derby. Right on. Always a uh, always a cool event to go be a part mm -hmm. of. So uh, a couple questions for the both of you guys. Um, you know, Derek, we'll start with you. Uh, just kind of summarize your 2020 season. Obviously, 2020 has kind of been weird for everybody. Uh, I'm sure racing wise, it's no different. So start with you, Derek, uh, you know, just kind of summarize your 2020. Uh, I mean, we were in limbo for so long. We really didn't know what, what was going to happen. Uh, the delay in the season kind of helped us with building, you know, new cars and whatnot. Uh, we were able to finally get them done. Uh, if we would have started on time, we wouldn't have got them done. So, uh, but luckily we were able to get them done. And it was really kind of challenging. I mean, with uh, I started off in my uh, my primary car, which is my black and yellow car. Um, we did we had started off. We had a great go of it to start the season, and then we ended up having some engine problems, and uh, that's why I have a backup. So we ended up jumping to the purple car. No numbers or anything. We weren't ready for it. So, <laughs> but uh, have some success in that too. I think we won two races in each car, but uh, I mean, really, it was trial and error all season we i think total we went through through the whole team four or five motors i mean it was really it was trying it was definitely 2020 all around <laughs> <laughs> paul summarize your 2020 bud well it's been pretty good we uh had the ups and the downs in the middle of the year just not being sure if we were going to be able to race and then going over to grundy full-time kept us pretty busy um but like I say, a lot of ups and downs. We won uh, the Midwest Tour race over at Grundy, which is probably the highlight of the last couple of years, really, because last year we weren't able to win nothing. And uh, then this year we were able to run that and actually win another tour race. Um, and, yeah, just running real good over at Grundy. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so somebody read the notes because, you know, I asked the next question is what's your biggest highlight from 2020? So, Paul, I can only assume it was winning the Midwest Tour race at Grundy. It I mean, I didn't read ahead, but <laughs> I'll take credit for it. Um, but no, like I say, it, it means a lot to go over there and win the Midwest Tour race. That's it's it's a huge race, and like I say, the last couple of years we went over there and we we've run good, but we haven't been able to just 
be really good. And that car we had at the Midwest Tour race was just, it, it was lights out. That thing was awesome. Right. Derek, biggest highlight in 2020? I really had a couple different ones. Uh, finishing second to my dad, getting his first uh, A feature win on a front wheel drive. That, that was pretty special. Uh, I've been lucky enough to finish second to him getting his first mini stock A feature win, my brother's first feature win, and uh, hopefully next year my son's first front wheel drive feature win. But uh, my son winning his first feature in his first season, I tell you what, when your kids win it, it's different. It's different than any win that you'll ever have. It's it's a lot more special than any win. I would trade any of them to just to see the excitement he had on his face. Got a little big-headed. We have to bring him down. <laughs> that was by far the, the biggest highlight of the season. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you got to bring him down. From my experience in the sport, uh, the next week will do it. So. You know. <laughs> other guys helped to bring him down a little bit but <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so uh for each of you uh paul we'll go back to you what was the biggest challenge you had in 2020 uh we we just fought the car getting good we um we couldn't get the car good at all in the middle of the year we changed rear ends changed front suspension changed the motor after that all trying to make it better and uh all the all the changes that chris made it just made it better and better and better and now I think we actually got a really, really good piece to take to Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. Derek, biggest challenge in 2020? I think some of it's similar to what Paul said. Trying different things, trying to get the car better. Competition at South Bend's getting stronger and stronger. So just trying to find ways to stay ahead of the game. Um, really time management, balancing everything. So many cars, we had issues with every car at one point. Uh, trying to make sure we can get everything done so we can be out on the track and each and every week racing with each other. So that was, that was probably the toughest part. Right. You kind of talked about it. It definitely does seem like that front wheel drive division out there is getting tougher every week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely isn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it that way. I, we, you know, welcome any guy to come in. It's, it's all for the love of the sport. I mean, I enjoy the competition. I enjoy people having their goals to try to you know beat me in qualifying and stuff uh, melissa keys can tell you about that but <laughs> <laughs> like that i mean I, that's the best part of it yeah sure uh let's see looking at the comments see what we got going on over here uh Dimmit popped in so uh paulie this one's for you it was first division you competed in i think i know the answer but go ahead i was bandoleros out at uh iliana and then uh Moved into Legends and then super late. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Uh, Derek Drew's wanting us to ask uh, how your foot is feeling. He says his rear bumper is not soft. So. Yeah, that was a rough night. That was a rough night. I ended up uh, cracking a bone in my foot because him and I actually got into it in the pits one time. I didn't <laughs> like it. Drove me. So I put my foot through his, uh, his front grill and uh, forgot that he forced that. So that was... Uh, <laughs> right. uh, we're all good now i ended up having to fix it for him because i felt like a jackass afterwards but it is what it is <laughs> i also want us to ask you about your rollover oh that was yeah years ago and uh, we uh we were running at plymouth i uh we were running many stocks and guy and i got together and i just got into the fence the fence and rolled it and slid halfway down the front stretch that was pretty wild i don't recommend it to anybody <laughs> uh so guys looking at your 2020 seasons obviously uh for a lot of us as soon as 
as soon as the current season's over, you're already looking ahead to the next one. Uh, so, uh, Paul, we'll start with you. Anything you can take away from 2020 and maybe apply to 2021, something you can maybe improve on or something you learned that, that you can take with you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Just uh, not give up attitude because at the, begin- the middle of the season, we were ready to just – we're done just because we weren't running well and wasn't having a good time. So, like I say, take that into 2021, and we'll start with probably going to speed weeks. So that'll be a early start. Derek, uh, thoughts? Anything you take from twenty and uh, apply it to twenty-one, maybe? Uh, really, just you know, learning the car. I mean, we were the Hornet division. That's all. We've never done Hornets or anything. We're super limited on what we can do. So, uh, basically, taking the momentum that we have from this year, uh, especially with my son moving up, he's already shown really big signs of improvement. Uh, moving into our class. So hopefully we could take that momentum into next year and just uh, actually be ready on time. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm curious, Derek, um, obviously you're back-to-back champions. You won the track championship there last year's. Uh, so how does this championship compare to the one you won last year? And you know, was this one easier, harder? Uh, kind of what are your thoughts comparing the two? Uh, I mean, really they're pretty, they're pretty similar. This one was, I would say it's probably a, a little more difficult like I said, there was a lot more competition, and my dad really was putting the heat on the, the second half of the season. So uh, with the, the tougher class of cars, the just, you know, drivers improving overall, we had a lot of people move up. So um, it really, it's very similar. I mean, they're, I don't, I, some are more special than others. This one, I would say, is probably about just the same as last year. It was, it's still special. They're all special. They're, they're not easy to get. Sure. Paul, uh, you know, with the late model division, seemed uh, pretty competitive out there at Grundy County Speedway this uh, season. Kind of talk about the competition level out there and maybe what uh, uh, what you saw from behind the wheel. Yeah, definitely. They uh, Everybody was really close this year in time-wise and in qualifying and all that. So when a guy started on the front row, it made it tough to actually get up to him and get him. And then, you know, Eddie's always good. And even Nathan Kelly was a lot better this year. He was getting quite a bit faster. So, like I say, it's it's getting tougher and tougher out there, and with that tire they're on, they're up, they're almost all the same. Yeah, I can definitely notice. It seemed like a crapshoot uh, any week. Whoever maybe would get fast time or whoever to get to the front first, pretty much would be the guy to win. Yeah, pretty much. It was real hard to it was real hard to track them down and get to them, and everybody more or less did a pretty good job keeping no yellows too. So there's a lot of experience, and people are getting better there too. Yeah, uh, I was yeah, kind of surprised. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, because you're out in the middle of the infield, but it gives you less pictures to shoot, though. I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> but less pictures to shoot means less pictures to sell, right? Well, also means I less, less have to edit. Well, okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I guess it really just depends on what side of the spectrum you want to be on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, see what else we got going. Uh, Derek, any more racing left on the schedule for you guys this year? Nope, nope, we're pretty much done. We've already started tearing cars apart and uh, started stripping down parts cars. So we've got one that's completely bare, ready to go. Uh, we got to take that one to the frame shop. And all the other ones are in the process already. So we've we've already started the off season. Awesome. Well, last thing I have for you guys, um, question wise, is both of you guys. Uh, it's a family affair, as I think a lot of uh, a lot of local racing is for a lot of people. Um, you know, Paul, you with your dad, uh, Derek with you, your dad, your, your your dad, your brothers, everybody. 
Uh, what's it like just to be able to share you know, the racing experience, the championships, the success, but even maybe on the not so good days, just share it with your family. Derek, we'll start with you. Uh, really? I mean, it's everything. I mean, uh, being able to do this with my family, I don't know if I would still be doing it, honestly. I mean, winning championships and uh, and stuff like that, it, it's most rewarding is being able to look up after you win a race, doing Polish victory, see them going crazy up in the stands that's that's what it's all about you know, having the little fans come up in victory lane you know wanting to get a picture get trophies stuff like that uh just being a family affair and a lot of it as well as you know your racing family it's just when you're when you're at the track it's just one family and we've gotten so close with everybody there it's 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 beyond blood for us i mean that's what it's all about the friendships and everything else. Um, Paul, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my old man's always at the track. Uh, this year, he came to Grundy almost every week, which kind of unlike him, it's just being so busy. But like I say, it, uh, you know, he was there. And then like I say, my crew chief, Chris and Dave and Mike and Kim, they're like family too. You know what I mean? So just everybody being there every week. It was a good time. All right. Let's see. Uh, go back to the comments here. See if we got anything else. Uh, and uh, Derek, uh, Drew is, is blowing us up here. He, he wants to ask you why the competition is so close to South Bend. So, uh, I think with South Bend, they're pretty unique. A lot of, you know, the surrounding tracks like that run a, run a Hoosier tire and whatnot. And I think with South Bend, what makes them so unique is the radial tire that we run. I mean, it, it really levels the playing field out. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, Keeps you from spending big money on motors and stuff like that. So with the radial tire, you know, it just levels the playing field. And it's always, I know why he brings that up, because it's always a bait, debate whether we should go to Hoosiers and whatnot. But right. I think a, a lot of the end of season shows showed that Hoosiers for South Bend really aren't the way to go. I mean, every week, you know, we were within four tenths to make the A from, you know, first to fourteenth or less. I mean, really, it was a tight field this season. And uh, a lot of that had to do with, you know, running on a uh, radial tire. Yeah, I think that kind of goes to what uh, we talk about at Grundy, Paul, with, uh, you know, the tire kind of leading to, you know, the competition level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tire balances everybody out. and You know, everybody has a different opinion on which way to go. So you're not going to convince anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if racers didn't have opinions, we wouldn't have a show. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Seems like South Bend's the same way. Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for their own worst enemy, man. just want to spend, spend, spend. But I mean, really, we have. And then, and then they complain about how much it costs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I drive a Saturn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in this area, so really, there's it's just levels of playing field. We don't have. I don't have to spend you know four or five thousand dollars on a motor to go to go out and win races. I've done it on one hundred sixty thousand mile motors. And that's fun that way, you know. Right. Funny when I move up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, one more from the comments. Uh, let's see. Looks like we got uh, Scott Humansky asking Paul your opinion of racing around the '88 car of Billy Holbert. Uh, looks like he was Rookie of the Year. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know if Chris, if you can verify that or not. Uh, work. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna make you do something other than sitting there looking pretty. Uh, so, uh, Paul, your thoughts, you had me. 
Yeah. So, Billy, uh, Paul, your thoughts racing around uh, some of the, the newer competition out there, like the 88 car of Billy Holbert. Yeah, a lot of the new guys out there actually ran really clean. They always gave you a lane to race, didn't run you into the dirt. Um, I know Holbert was one of them and Clay Kurtz. And uh, there's one other person. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Kurgate. Kurgate's always there and runs real clean, too. So, like I say, racing with them guys is great. All right. So, uh, obviously, it takes a, it takes a village, uh, as they say, to, to win a championship and have any success uh, in this sport. So, Paul, we'll start with you. As we do uh, every time someone's on the show, uh, we'd like to give you opportunity to thank your sponsors and thank your crew. So, Paul, have at it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my old man, like, he pays for everything. So, I, without him, I couldn't do what I do. Uh, him, my crew chief, Chris, Dave Billings, Mike and Kim Larson, Paul's Auto Yard, just, you know, they make everything go around. Derek? Uh, really, like like he said, without your family, you can't really do it. So, I, you know, I got to thank my dad, my brothers. They're always wrenching on it. Uh, my son has helped me a ton this year uh, with him coming up. Uh, my sponsor's Media Blast Solution. He's been huge. Uh, really getting the purple car when we did a motor swap after we broke the second motor. Uh, he was huge help getting that done. Precision Transmission, Kryptonite Photography, K&R Electric, uh, Matty D's Home Improvement, you know, American Gutter Services, DavisFamilyRacing.com. They've just, everyone, I'm, without a sponsor, we, I mean, just can't do that. So, and they've all become family as well. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, first, foremost, congratulations on your championships. Uh, awesome seasons for the both of you. And uh, we appreciate you guys taking a little time out and coming talk and race with us tonight. I yeah, appreciate you having us. Thanks for having us. No uh, problem. We will catch you guys uh, to track probably next year. All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. See ya. All right. So it's Paul Schaefer Jr. and Derek Davis, track champions. Grundy County Speedway and South Bend Motor Speedway, respectively. Uh, good interview. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good insight. And, uh, you know, just really good season. Weird season, obviously, 2020. A bit kind of been weird for everybody. Um, but good racing, good season for those guys. And well, kind of when I was starting to look up some of the stats, uh, especially when I started looking up the stats for Paul and it's like, man, 13 features, 13 top tens. And it's always good when I can like start looking up the stats and then I read like Tony or Stan's articles and they back up what I'm reading, you know, what, what I'm writing down stat wise. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to the right places here. But yeah, to see that uh, Paulie Jr. completed every lap of all the features yeah, at, Gr at Grundy, no less. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that, and that is quite the feat. That's how you win a championship. That just that oh, consistency. Uh, then you know Derek is—he's just bad fast. So yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so you got that as well. So uh, that all being said, let's go here into our weekly winner circle segment. A uh, little bit different look to that segment here this yeah, evening. Not a weekly winners. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, not quite. There was uh, one race over the weekend. Uh, one last points race at the Grundy County Speedway. So pull that up here. Paul Schaefer Jr. took the late model feature and uh, won himself the championship there uh, out at the Grundy County Speedway this past Saturday. Blake Brown did everything he could to try to win uh, the track championship there from Kevin Murphy, only to lose by one point, uh, but took the feature uh, win there in the mid-am division. Eddie Legui, uh cleaned up as he's done pretty much all season in the street stock division, and then Scott yeah, Ingram. Car, no less. Yeah, exactly. And Scott Ingram uh, took the pure stock feature out there. So 
that all being said, let's take a look at our 2020 Grundy County Speedway track champions. We just heard from him, Paul Schaefer Jr. in the late bottle division. Kevin Murphy, as we said, by one point in the mid-am division, goes back-to-back -back in that division. Also going back-to-back -back for the street stocks is Eddie Legui and then Jeremiah Senko in the pure stocks. Uh, takes the track championship there. South Bend Motor Speedway, Steve Stacy takes the Outlaw Late Model Track Championship. Austin Maynard, Sportsman Late Model Track Champion. Logan Maynard, uh, Family Affair right there, keeping the uh, Street Stock Championship. There's there, not as many Maynards as there are Davises. I, it's pretty. It's got to be pretty close. I mean, seriously. Uh, definitely Family Affair out at the South Bend Motor Speedway. Derek Davis, we talked to him. Front Wheel Drive Champion out at the South Bend Motor Speedway. Mike Sanders took the Hornet Championship. Evan Verduin is that house? Evan Verdine. Verdine takes the senior mini wedge class, and Evan Fox takes the junior mini wedge track championship. Yep, former uh, guest on this show. He was, uh, when we had Doug Fox on talking about the mini wedges, Evan was the, uh, I guess, special super secret guest. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's the youngest guest we've ever had on the show. Uh, yeah, so. I think so. Until we can get uh, Justin Banta on, I think Evan's got it. So with all that, uh, Grundy County Speedway, uh, for the fan appreciation night, we did have some other awards that were handed out. Uh, the most popular driver awards, Blake Brown, the late model. I do not know how Paul Schaefer Jr. did not win that one. I feel like he's probably the most popular guy out there, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, either way, it, it's got to be close. It's got to be. It has to be. And both uh, of those guys are just, you know, I, you can't not like either one of them. Yeah, we've had both of them on the show this year. Both good guys. Uh, interviews were great with both of them. Uh, so congratulations to him. Matt Clements took the Mid-Am uh, Most Popular Driver Award. Alex Gay, Street Stocks, and Zach Lerner in the Pure Stocks. Also, Legner, best Zach Legner. Legner. I got you. Got to work on your pronunciation tonight. I might have mistyped that, so that's probably. Type that. I'm, I'm going to look at the message that you sent me because I. Okay. Uh, no, see, you typed it Lerner. Well, then my phone. So I'm. Yes. So I'm going to. So I'm. So I'm going to blame you on that. I'm going to blame AT and T. I would. Uh, the best looking car for the late model division. Uh, Eddie Hoffman uh, took, he, he had a good looking car. Don't get me wrong. How we didn't win that one, I don't know. Because to me, the yeah, S4, I already heard it from Abby. Yeah. To me, the S4 car was that was the best looking car out there. Well, and this, this isn't a criticism of you or your team or anything, but Eddie was out there a few more times. Well, that, you, you know, gotta, budgets, man. I, I say you got to get your car visible, but Stan does a great job of that. Just, not at Grundy County Speedway. Well, we just need to politic, I guess, next year for more votes. There you go. Uh, which, which, I mean, Stan would Stan would be like the perfect politician. I mean, you know, that's kind of his deal. So, uh, Stan, you got to work on that. Most I mean, best looking car next year. We got to get that. There you go. So, so Eddie Hoffman takes that for the late models out at the Grundy County Speedway. Matt Clemens, he won both the mid-am and the pure stock best looking car. That he did. Uh, so uh, he. Doubling up over there, and Michael Tobuck Jr. Street Stocks. So uh, it's a pretty car, though. Yeah. So congratulations to them out oh, there. There's Bobby. There's Bobby. Yes. He's looking pretty. Well, you know, better late than never, I suppose, right? Something like that. So uh, that was our weekly winner circle segment, brought to you by Damn It, Dimmit Race Videos. Uh, you can f they provide quality racing videos. Uh, from the Grundy County Speedway and the South Bend Motor Speedway. You can watch all their videos on their YouTube page, Damn It, Dimmit Race Videos. Also catch them on Facebook for updates and posts 
information about all their their video postings and schedules and, and where they're going to be. So uh, I think Dimmit for all he's done this year, posting the videos and uh, they have been points of reference for myself uh, for for a good chunk of the year. So he does an awesome job with the videos. Make sure you check him out. Like, subscribe to his pages. Uh, if you can't make it to the racetrack every week like I do, uh, just get out there and watch the videos. It, it definitely good quality videos, and they're definitely worth it. So that being said, a couple of final thoughts for this evening. First thing we want to touch on here in this uh, segment is, uh, of course, Gary Raven, a uh, local racing figure, uh, unfortunately passed away this past Sunday on the 27th. Uh, he's a two-time late model check champion at the Raceway Park in 96 and 1998. Uh, began his racing foray in 1978. Competed uh, Raceway Park, Grundy, Ileana, I think some at Santa Fe as well. Uh, last year competing was 2011. Uh, he was a friend and mentor to many in the local racing community. Uh, and while I did not know him uh, personally, obviously I didn't know his name uh, from being around. So I uh, definitely want to send our condolences to the Raven family as well. Chris, anything to add to that? Um, died. <laughs> I think, uh, I think Stan, uh, Stan wrote up an article earlier this week, kind of touching. I'm sure you, you referenced that quite a bit there. That's, that's pretty much what there is to say about it. You know, Stan, yeah. And did a yeah. great job though. Gary was, uh, Gary was definitely a character. I'm going to, I'm going to miss talking to him. You know, he would always stop down by the photo booth usually while I was down there getting it set up. So. I know, I know Gary touched a lot of people in the, the racing community. He's definitely going to be missed. Yep, absolutely. Saw a lot of posts on, on Facebook and whatnot about it. And, uh, you know, definitely never want to lose a member of our racing family. So, like I said, our condolences go out to him and his family and uh, the racing family as well. Um, and the next topic here is going to be a little bit of a sore one. Speaking of losing members of the racing family, this one just got added a little bit ago. Uh, Chicago Land Speedway. Uh, was announced uh, or confirmed by NASCAR this afternoon that NASCAR uh, will not be coming back to the Chicagoland Speedway in 2021. It, along with the Kentucky Speedway, will be off of the National Series schedule uh, next season. Uh, the schedule, full schedule, is supposed to be released sometime tomorrow for the NASCAR Series. Uh, so that's going to leave the future of the track uh, kind of uncertain. Uh, we don't really know what what it's going to be. If it's going to be bulldozed and be warehouses, if it's going to be uh, reconfigured or uh, maybe if there's going to be some kind of date rotation with some other speedways that are on the circuit, maybe after tomorrow's announcements, we'll know a little bit more. Um, but I know initial reaction, uh, anger, <laughs> um, don't really understand the decision. And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just anger. So, but, uh, I at least want to give the benefit of the doubt to NASCAR and everything that they got going on. Uh, Bobby NASCAR keeps putting nails in the coffin. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think they're, I think they're kind of going the political route. Mm-hmm. And what I what I say is they're acting like politicians. They say one thing and do another. Uh, NASCAR said that they value the Chicago market and this is a hot market for them and they want to be here. Um, yet they've done everything to shoot themselves in the foot to be in this market. Right. Um, so uh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be in this market and not be in the market at the same time. Um, so I understand. I'm not really sure what track I guess is going to be getting uh, our our date, so to speak. Um, but to pull from this area and not give us anything, uh, I think is is kind of stupid. Um, but and that's nice compared to some of the things I've said in the last hour and a half to two hours. 
but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we'll learn more. Maybe there's a plan. Maybe there's not. I don't know. Uh, so we'll kind of have to keep our eyes and ears peeled to see what they say. But uh, it's not going to make NASCAR popular with the Chicagoland racing crowd. I mean, it's even less popular um, maybe than it was because I know there's a lot of ill will, I think, towards NASCAR for maybe some of the history with the Artgo series and mm-hmm. kind of some of those things. Uh, Chris, you can probably attest to that maybe a little bit more than I can uh, re- regarding the Artgo series. But I think there's a lot of bad bad taste in the mouth from a lot of Chicago NAS- NASCAR racing fans, I guess, just stock car racing fans in general maybe, uh, how that all went down. And I don't think this is going to sit well either. Oh, absolutely not. Um, realistically, I guess, coming out of this, depending on what they say. And, you know, it, it doesn't even really matter what they say tomorrow. You know, go to your local short track. That's where that's where the racing's happening. Uh, yeah. Th- those aren't, they're not really building more of those. So make sure the ones we got, we, uh, we keep supporting and keep around for as long as we can. Yeah, I guess that's just a reinforcement. Uh, I guess if you want to, you want to see some stock car racing, you're going to have to uh, go to local racetracks. Go to uh, South Bend Motor Speedway. Go to Plymouth, Shady Hill, uh, Rockford, Grundy, uh, Kankakee. You know, go to your local tracks. Uh, that's that's the way you're going to get short, uh, stock car racing around here. Uh, and then, hey, we'll be here to bring it to you, cover it all, and give you a little bit of opinion, a little bit of news, a little bit of everything, whether you want it or not. We'll be here. <laughs> Uh, that all being said, uh, some of our sponsors we want to thank. Uh, do you want to do the Good Acre Photography segment, or you I want me to do it? I suppose I can do the Good Acre Photography segment. All right, I'll let you have at it. I do. I do kind of know that you guy. Should. You should know that guy. So yeah, Good Acre Photography. We're kind of wrapping our season up here. Uh, just actually, right before we went on the air, finished editing uh, season championship at Grundy. So those will be uploading tonight. I'll have a a post on our Facebook page here probably tomorrow morning when I verify that everything's live had a bit of a hiccup last week with the shady hill mystery 100 pictures disappearing clearly it's a mystery um so yeah that that'll be up soon and then we'll get uh get the final final night for uh the mini wedges at south bend up a little bit later this week and then and then for right now we don't have anything else scheduled until the uh till the banquet so just kind of playing it by year, maybe going to try maybe to get out to some of the uh, end of season shows, depending on, you know, what the uh, whole group schedule looks like. I know, I know right now we're all kind of decompressing and, and Stan, I, your pictures are right here. I have them. We just need to get together and uh, me give them to you at some point. I have Abby's shirt too. So yeah, that's about it. Um, so yeah, go to uh, goodacrephotography.com slash Grundy slash Shady Hill slash South Bend to uh, to view a whole season's worth. We've got probably about 15,000 pictures for each track. So if you're if you're looking for racing pictures, I got plenty. Oh, now Stan wants delivery. How about DiGiorno? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to say you, uh, you know where S4 World Headquarters is. So. Uh, yeah, I do. I just need time to get over there when i'm not sitting in front of the computer editing pictures which thankfully this week wasn't as bad as last week oh <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got uh, apparently uh my my october 24th night has been penciled in bobby allwine's gonna need uh well probably uh documentation and recording of god only knows what he's gonna do I'm going to leave that one to you, man, because that's that's definitely right up your alley. You, you definitely want to document that. That's for sure. Uh, 
Fifteen? It would stand. Put a fifteen thousand dollar order in with you. What, what do you? What fifteen thousand picture order in? Oh, I, I, I was trimming pictures for about a week and a half. Ah, I see. My so fifteen thousand dollars. Your name must be Jeff Cannon or something. I think he only <laughs> spends that that amount of money with FRS. Man. Well, man, he, he should start spending that money that much money with GP. <laughs> oh man, I'll I'll be you, in they, if I need to uh, do any uh, CPR. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, won't touch that one. A picture of somebody doing it. Yeah, there you go. I uh, also want to thank International Women's Motorsports Association, IWMANation.com. Uh, I also find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Left Turn Graphics, thank them. And then Boss Man, the Driving DJ Network. Uh, he's been blowing our messages up. Yeah. Uh, so keep a lookout for uh, Winter Sim Racing, the Driving mm-hmm. DJ Network. I know uh, in talks to get. We'll be there. Yeah, exactly. It will be the voices, a couple of the voices of the Driving DJ Network and some of their broadcasts coming up this winter, including potentially a uh, Grundy County Speedway uh, Winter yeah, Series. I the uh, the plans for that are already in motion. So, Dan Janjanin, if you're still watching there, we uh, we just about got stuff ironed out. So, you know, toss uh, toss DJ or Steve a, a message if you have any input there. Yep, ex- exactly. So, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to part one of our two-part season finale. Like I said, part two will be next week. Uh, championship episodes here. Uh, wrapping the season at the local tracks. Wrapping the season here. We thank everybody for tuning in. On behalf of Chris Goodacre and myself, we hope you guys have enjoyed the show and hope to see you back here next week.